to the English Premier League. From the man you read to a Brazilian named Fred. From the Socceroos to the latest round ball news. From Harry Kill's tattoo to Cantona's Kung Fu. Want to hear the best world football show on the planet? Arriba! Well, stand in queue. For Hyundai Ailey. Fan made. Get behind your local club. Muchas gracias for Diego's. Welcome, amigos. This is the Four Diego's across Australia. My name's Carlos Alberto Diego. With me today is Vinny Venezuela, Rodrigo Rodriguez, and Pablo Cruz. We are four blokes who love our world footy, and we want to tell you all about it. So, Vinny, what have you got in the show for listeners tonight? Thank you very much, Carlos. Well, tonight we share a special soft sombrero moment with Sydney FC star Alex Brosk. Pablo lifts the lid on the bad boys of UK football in his EPL rap, and Rodrigo opens up a Pandora's box as he debates the use of technology in football in his A-League update. I look forward to that. Vinny gives us his take on Ronaldo's act of provocation in the Madrid derby, and there's the latest hot topics from the world of football. Yes, and later on, Rodrigo dissects Holger Ossik's Socceroos squad to face Egypt. There's bizarre news from England and much, much more. So all you sensitive hooligans out there, hang on your sombreros. Coming up, it's an A-League wrap. Yes, it's the old technology debate again. Rodrigo will tell us all about it. So stay tuned. Across Australia, this is the Four Diego's. You're with Carlos, Vinny, Rodrigo and Pablo on the Four Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every Sunday night for your dose of world football, Diego style. Coming up, it's Pablo's take on the bad boys of UK football. But first, let's talk A-League football with Rodrigo. Let's do it, Carlos. Let's go through some of the results so far this weekend. Gold Coast United defeated uh, Sydney FC 3-1 at uh, Skill Park on the Gold Coast. Joel Porter's been in fantastic form. Only scored his first two goals so far this season, but his second one was a cracker. Jason Kalina scored as well, and Bruno Cazarine scored for Sydney FC. At Westpac Stadium uh, in New Zealand, uh, the Wellington Phoenix lost another game there by Central Coast Mariners 3-0. Rodrigo, it was like pulling teeth watching Wellington play and perform. I, it was killing me, that game. Ricky Herbert, as much as I love him, should have been substituted. <laughs> the coach of... Uh, the coach should have been substituted. Phoenix should be substituted. You're actually calling for a substitution of coaches off the bench, Vinny. That's right. I think there should be an ambassador system of coaches <laughs> that uh, we can just call on to substitute a manager when we're not happy with the, you know, the formations. Can we now say that the Westpac seal has been broken? <laughs> yes, you can. You can, and they've just put up their interest rates too. So every man and his sheep was there at uh, Westpac Stadium and at Energy Australia Stadium in front of 8,278 people, Newcastle Jets defeated Adelaide United 3-1. Nikolai Topol Stanley scored, can you believe that? Marco Yesic scored twice and Ian Fife, who scored again for Adelaide United. Francis uh, Jefferson uh, debut there for uh, Newcastle Jets. Uh, Ten-game guest stint. Uh, he's always, already the celebration of the Hunter Valley after his terrific performance. Even without scoring, he uh, created a bit of an assist there for Marco Jesic. So, good on Francis. He could uh, actually have a nice little run. Can play. And talking about Newcastle Jets, uh, most of the talk during the week has been about their loss against uh, Sydney FC and the goal line technology. Um, of course, Moriasu uh, passed a ball that looked to be out to Bruno Cazarin, who scored. And uh, they, Sydney picked up the three points. Boys, I'm going to throw it out there. What do you think of goal line technology? Should we have it in the game? Of course you should have it. Rodrigo, there's no question about not not having uh, goal line technology. Everyone's got a home uh, camcorder. Everyone's got a uh, a little uh, uh, what do you call them? Those little digital cameras that you can film things along lines. Any lines on the football pitch, you should have cameras, and you should have the video technology if it's available. Carlos, I was just about to be very hard on this and say no, we don't. But you've almost convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two words for you, Carlos: charm and tradition. We've been, managed to do without it for uh, for eons in football. It's just another area of our lives we don't need polluted <laughs> with technology. I'm photographing every minute of the day. I like to go away on the weekends, and I like to enjoy my football, and I don't want the interference of technology. 
Now, Pablo, welcome to the show. You're on debut, but uh, you're starting to sound like Seth Blatter, and I'm not happy. <laughs> Forget the charm. Let's just get the decisions right, and uh, let's use the technology at our disposal to make sure that happens. There's no charm when the Newcastle Jets fans are very, very unhappy about the result, and Brent Kalina is on uh, the doll queue uh, <laughs> looking for uh, another job in any sort of area of, uh, of his life. But, uh, Rodrigo, anything else very, very quickly before we go? Well, Brisbane Raw, are they the greatest team in A-League history? And according to uh, Andy Harper and Mark Bosnich, they are. Now, I just kind of thought, well, they haven't won anything. That's a huge call from from those guys. It's not as huge as, uh, you know, John Van Skip, Melbourne Hearts coach, has got the best tan in A-League history. Yeah. But uh, it's a pretty big call. I don't know. What do you guys think? I think uh, Timmy Cahill is the best uh, Pacific Islander <laughs> to ever play for Everton. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that Andy Harper and Mark Bosnich have probably made the biggest call ever in A-League history. <laughs> yeah, oh, certainly. And oh, Look, just going back to what they said, though, uh, you definitely have to win things to actually be uh, uh, called a, a champion side. And uh, they're nowhere near winning things. They're only halfway through the season. Beautiful football. You know my adage is you don't win things with kids. You don't win things with nice guys. And you don't win things with uh, playing by, playing beautiful football, Rodrigo. You need some thugs, Carlos. Exactly right. Uh, Can we say unequivocally that they played the best half of a fifth season? <laughs> Of an A-League competition in Australia. I'm happy with that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we can say that. Even a sixth this season. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, good on you there, Pablo. Good on you there, Rodrigo. Uh, that was uh, Rodrigo's A-League updates. Uh, coming up, uh, who are the dirty, rotten scoundrels of UK football, and uh, should we love them? That's the question that uh, Pablo will address here on the 40 Diego, so stick around across Australia. Triple M. If you want to get in touch with the Diego's, drop us a line at diegos at fordiegos.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S dot com. Coming up, Vinny tells us about the push to make the England team meaner and nastier. But first, let's talk EPL football. Pablo, give us your bad boy review. Thank you very much, Carlos. Now, the history of football is littered with bad boys. They're all bad, but like all things in football and in life, they can be divided into two types. Some boys are born to badness and some boys have badness thrust upon them. Sounds like you know what you're talking about there, Pablo. I've made quite a study of of it, Carlos. There's a little bit of badness in you, too, and we'll find that out in a moment. Well, Mario Balotelli, there's a little bit of badness in Mario, too. Look, he seems to be one of those bad boys who can't avoid trouble no matter where he goes. He's recently made the move from uh, Serie A into Milan. He's off to Manchester City, but his troubles seem to have followed him. Well, he left Milan weeping because Mourinho put him in his place. <laughs> That's right. And he had to find another country. Such was his reputation. Yes, well, look, I, I like the boy. I like to stick up for him because he fought against racism. Yeah. Like, he was absolutely pilloried by away fans and his own fans at times. And he took on stadiums. He, he took, took on, on stadiums. crowds, the Tifosi there in Italy. He just took them all on. So he goes into a bad boy category that you can love. He took it on his <laughs> coach too. He yes. wouldn't train because his talent was so prodigious. He didn't <laughs> he need to train. He at 17, he didn't need to train as hard as Luis Figo. So I love him for that as well. The boy just needs a hug, doesn't he? He just needs a warm embrace of someone who knows what he's been through. You know, I'm a cockeyed optimist as you guys know. Yeah. And, I, and I reckon I could uh, turn this boy around because I think he is an absolute star and could be absolutely anything. I think there's a such thing as good badness. Yes. Good badness. There's some good badness and I see some good badness in ba- Balotelli. Not well, easy to say, by the way. Well, Mancini at uh, Man City, a.k.a. the Costanzas, because they're always bickering, he needs to get that good badness out because yeah. he's got nothing at the moment. Yeah. I think he's on the borderline of dead man walking uh, nomenclature. Well, against West Bromwich Albion, they got the good and the bad in equal uh, in equal doses. He scored two goals, one of them very good. Brilliant. 
and he got two bookings, one of them very red. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, he will be missing. But he's a trouble boy, and yeah. I think he's going to get upgraded to uh, to bad very quickly. Wouldn't it be great if referees had different shades of red so that uh, they send that <laughs> message to everyone, this was really, really bad. Yeah. It's a cry for help, Pablo. It's a cry for yeah, help. Yeah. Well, how about Wayne Rooney? Of course, the icon of all UK yobs uh, and, uh, and men who don't mind doing the dirty on their wives too. Uh, Pablo Cruz, does he come into that same category? Well, he's formally bad, but according to the fair-minded and reasonable members of the British press, he's now thick. <laughs> He's actually, he's actually got a, he's actually got, uh, reclassified. He's now quite stupid because of his contract negotiations. He's now being, uh, seen as either easily manipulated or quite a dummy. Sorry, Pablo, can I ask Rodrigo, would sure. you give Rooney a hug as well or would you pay someone else to give him a hug? Well, it doesn't look like he brushes his teeth, so I, I don't, I don't think I'd give him a hug. He's, <laughs> he's too far gone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Frank Lampard's never been accused of being stupid or bad. He has been accused of being fat from time to time. <laughs> but he's come to the defence of Wayne Rooney. He said he's, uh, he's quite cute, so I don't know where that places him judgment-wise, but he's put it all in context for me. He says it's the genius touch. He said he's seen other bad boys with it. Giancarlo Zola, which is probably the exception that proves the rule. Paolo Di Canio yeah. and Paul Gascoigne. So they all had the beautiful touch. They're all bad boys, but we forgive them because they can play football. That's what's wrong with the England team. They're calling each other cute. <laughs> there's a bit of that going on, isn't there? Yeah. Well, of course, there's a lot of other bad boys in English football. We'll cover those in the coming week. Thank you, Rich Pablo Cruz. A great analysis of Balotelli badness and uh, Wayne Rooney ugliness or cuteness or whatever <laughs> Frank Lampard calls it. Thanks, Pablo. Next up, uh, it's Vinny on some good advice from the wise man of English football, Joey Barton. So stay tuned. Across Australia, this is the 40 Diego's. Triple M. Vinny, Joey Barton's got something to say. Yes, uh, Carlos, uh, there are two types of people you need to listen to in the world game. One's your Calabrian type, like a Gattuso at AC Milan. He'll tell you how it is. And the other is your cut snake type, like uh, Joey Barton, <laughs> who's out for two weeks, by the way, for Hidden Pedersen. <laughs> Little sucker punch there. Anyway, he cares for his country and he's come out defending uh, fellow new Novocastrian uh, Andy Carroll, who's also a bad boy. Yeah. Uh, and he said, uh, he's basically saying to the England team and to Capello, you got to put the bad boys in there if you want to win things. And he said, and I quote, what do England want to do? Do they want to win football matches or do they want to attract sponsors and earn a lot of money? If you want to win football matches, then sometimes you have to pick players like Carol who don't always toe the line. So let's get nasty. Let's get angry, he said. Let's get angry and mean. Well, he say remove the goody two-shoes yes. policy that England pick and uh, adopt my policy. Let's kick heads policy. <laughs> yes. And, and, he, uh, and you'll get the best results, he says. Yes. And he also went on to say, it isn't going to hurt if we get a manager with a porno name. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Leonard Slut from CSK Moscow is free. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we can go a long way with that, the old <laughs> That's all we need to there. say there, Carlos. Yeah. Do you reckon he'll ever get a game? I mean, a guy with, with the name Slutsky ever get a game for England? He's quite a strappingly handsome uh, uh, he? manager. He <laughs> could, could do well. He could get a, you know, a job in a movie. <laughs> Coming up, it's Vinny and the fallout from the fiery Madrid derby in Spain last week across Australia. This is the 40 Diego's. Triple M. And you can join us uh, right here every Sunday night for your dose of World Football Diego style. Coming up, it's Pablo and some bizarre happenings in EPL football last week. Uh, but first, Vinny, it was an explosive Madrid derby. Yes, uh, there are probably the second biggest game in the Premier League I, I, after the Clasico, which is Barcelona versus Real Madrid, is the Madrid derby. So I reckon the Clasico is a classic. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they should name an ice cream or something after it, I think. Uh, the second biggest game is uh, the Atletico Madrid v Real Madrid derby oh, and yeah. uh, it's a big one for Atletico Madrid because they haven't won it since 99 mm. so they're going in there with uh, guns blazing 
they're just forgetting to load the guns. That's uh, an Adelaide United losing yeah. streak, isn't it? Yeah, they're doing very well. Real Madrid uh, last weekend, of course, they beat uh, uh, Atletico 2-1, which was a bit of a surprise. Uh, not so much for Real Madrid, but for Atletico, because, you know, since 99, they were really hoping they could turn <laughs> things around. But uh, controversy, the yes. gelled one, a.k.a. Cristiano Ronaldo, Good looking. He, uh, he basically, he put a ball looped up and he turned his back and he sort of, it rolled down his back and then he used his butt to pass it back. Yes. And the, the Atletico players were in uproar. They weren't very happy. Uh, they said, uh, they went up to him after... YouTuber, you'll see it. Yep. You don't do these types of things, they said to him. They, Silliness, they, they said. They're calling it the ass pass. Oh, the okay. ass pass. Any truth to the rumour that uh, Dirk Coit or Nicky Butt <laughs> may be being recruited to uh, Real Madrid? They are. Apparently, they want to. They've, they've called Ronaldo to see how to do it. Yeah. They're, they're interested in it. Apparently, since that moment, Ronaldo is calling for him to be playing in the hole too, <laughs> <laughs> and not plugging it. Uh, look. Uh, Antonio Reyes, Atletico Madrid player who uh, was at uh, Arsenal, and when he was at Arsenal, he uh, would always rave about wanting to play for uh, Madrid. Yeah. So he's cut. He's yeah. just cut. No he's, pun intended with the Arsenal there either. <laughs> no, he, he was he was just upset after the game. He said it was an, an act of provocation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is very disappointing. Do you think uh, Ronaldo would want to play multi prong formation these days too? <laughs> I think he want to play it safe, Carlos. It's that sort of world. I think Reyes has a point there. I don't, I don't know what rule it comes under exactly, but any time you play with your bum, it is disrespectful. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's probably the wrong thing to do. I guess the big question, though, is uh, we've got the uh, Real Madrid v Barcelona derby coming up in a couple of weeks. And uh, is the gelled one going to be as flamboyant and is it going to be as provocative? I don't think he can show that disrespect because I think Messi will counter with something, some other part of his body that no one has ever used in their life uh, on the football pitch. I'm not going to speculate what that is unless you guys want to. And can I just say, this morning I was watching the Villarreal-Barcelona game, which uh, Barca won 3-1. Tears of joy, weeping, welling. It was a beautiful football. See it if you can. Fantastic. And we love the beautiful football here on the Diego's. Brisbane Raw style. By the way, were they as good as Brisbane Raw on that one there? Uh, Almost. Almost as good as the Raw. Fantastic. Can't wait for the Classic or the Classico in a few weeks. Vinny will report it here on the Four Diego's. Coming up, it's Pablo and the crazy week. It's been EPL football, so stay tuned. This is the Four Diego's across Australia. Here was Carlos Alberto, Diego, Vinny Venezuela, Rodrigo Rodriguez and Pablo Cruz on the Four Diego's across Australia. You can join us right here every Sunday night for your dose of world football Diego style. Coming up, Pablo talks about some bizarre happenings in EPL football. But first, after winning trophies for fun last campaign, Sydney FC are making hard work of their quest to go back to back this season. On today's show, to talk to us about their season so far and what the Diego's are calling a premiership hangover of the highest order, please a big Four Diego's welcome to Sydney FC. FC star striker Alex Brosk. Uh, g'day, Brosky. How you doing, guys? Really well, mate. Uh, we've got the full quota of Diego's here, but it's Carlos kicking off uh, the first question. Two wins out of 14 so far this season after winning the grand final in the Premiership last season. By definition, the, the, the Diego's are calling it a hangover. What are you guys calling it? Probably not that, but uh, we're, yeah, we're definitely struggling at the moment, mate. It's, um, you know, I guess the first 10 rounds didn't make for, for good reading from our point of view. We hadn't won a game and um, you know, since then, up until last week, we seem to have, you know, been picking up a few results. But, you know, I guess, you know, the, the results like uh, Gold Coast 3-1 up there, last season probably wouldn't have hurt us too much. I mean, we didn't, we lost all three games against them. But uh, when you have the start that we had this year, we can't afford to drop any more, you know, points like that. 
Now, Alex, it's Rodrigo here, and the Diego's know all about uh, losing streaks. We're on an 18-year losing streak, <laughs> and we know about the damage that that can do to a change room. In our case, it was uh, fights, backstabbing, and even uh, sleeping with each other's wives. Now, without a win in your first 10 this season, um, what did you do to change, you know, the attitude in the change room? Um, it was tough. I mean, you know, we, we, I guess from the club's point of view, they tried to get us on, you know, some bonding trips and, you know, have comedians come out and, and, and all this stuff to try and get us to get going but uh, look in all honesty that there was no real issue in the change room the boys were still upbeat we, you know we'd been playing well dominating a lot of games just you know I guess a little bit of bad luck and and, and other things we just weren't going on with the results. Now Alex the manager Vitislav Lovitka he's uh, he's the consummate gentleman um, but our research department tells us that he turns into a raging Czech polecat when the team can't win <laughs> he must be pretty angry uh, around about now um, how is the manager handling the situation? Look, in all honesty, I've I've never seen anyone so calm, especially a manager. Um, you know, I guess I've been through a fair few, and and you know, at times like these, they all tend to lose the plot and start going nuts. And um, <laughs> look, Richard, to be fair, I mean, I feel sorry for his uh, for his family back home because he must take it out on someone. He doesn't take it out on us. <laughs> He's good with the boys and, and hasn't. You know, that's the one thing about him. You know, even though you know when we we're winning, now that we're losing, he, he hasn't changed anything. You're listening to a special soft sombrero moment with Sydney FC star striker Alex Bros. And the 48 goes across Australia. Now, Broski, you famously gave up going to the World Cup to be there for the birth of your child, your first child. I want to know two things. One, did you name her after a World Cup great? <laughs> and two, are you going to hold it against her every time she does something wrong as a teenager? Like, you know, I could have right. gone for the World Cup. Well, I've already wrote, written it in her uh, my first yearbook, just so she doesn't forget what I what I did for her. But <laughs> nah, she's she's uh, I haven't named her after anyone especially. They're just a, a nice name we both like. So. But no, I'll definitely remind her of her any time she starts to, uh, you know, give me the shit when she gets a little <laughs> Now, is it true that her middle name is Vitislav? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Now, Broski, uh, of course, uh, your form's pretty good, even though the side's struggling a little bit. Uh, it, will anything keep you away from the Asian Cup in January in Qatar if uh, if everything goes well and you're selected? Um, look, no. I mean, I guess it'd be it'd be unreal to sort of even, uh, I guess, have a chance for that. I know Holger's looking at a lot of players at the moment, and he doesn't have much time to do that. And so, um, look, I guess in terms of um, you know any more little ones or anything like that, there'll be none of that happening around <laughs> January. So, barring any injury, and, and I guess um, you know going on form as well. Hopefully, I'm playing well enough to at least sort of give myself a chance. Well, Broski, continue on with the great form, mate. We hope you get picked for the Socceroos squad. And when you score the next goal, do us a favour, run to the nearest camera, point to it, and say that was for the 48 days, <laughs> would you, mate? <laughs> All right, I'll remember that. Good <laughs> on you, mate. That was a special soft sombrero moment with Sydney FC star striker Alex Brosk. Next up, Pablo talks about some crazy stuff that's happened in the EPL last week. This is the 48 goes across Australia. Triple M. Pablo, some bizarre stuff happened in the EPL this week. It's always a strange week when you uh, when a stadium is filled with uh, laughter and polite applause <laughs> from everybody in the crowd while the match is in progress. I don't know whether it was a, a Halloween hangover or what was going on, but it was basically the most amusing equipment-based uh, <laughs> Stories come out of the EPL since Pepe Reina had to deal with that uh, balloon in his own uh, in his own box, but uh, the sprinklers came on. Victor Urbino was playing for West Ham against uh, Birmingham at Saint Andrews. All, all of a sudden, the sprinklers came on. He was He's never space. seen water. He's never seen water by the way in his life. <laughs> it comes from Africa. 
Yeah, but he's on loan from Italy. So, oh, I mean, okay. yeah, they, so, yeah. it's quite lush over yeah. there, apparently. <laughs> but, uh, yes, he, he was a bit bemused. He, he went down. He went down like he'd been shot. But uh, there's no one within metres of him. The poor guy obviously can't play in the wet. Did he get the free kick, Pablo? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I was laughing and applauding so much myself. I don't know how they restarted the game, but it was uh, it was very amusing to see him uh, uh, try and figure out exactly what was going on. Thanks very much, Pablo Cruz. Next up, Rodrigo dissects the Socceroo squad to play Egypt this week. Uh, so stay tuned. This is the 40 goes across Australia. Triple M. Welcome back. This is the 40 goes across Australia with Carlos, Vinny, Rodrigo and Pablo Rodrigo. Holger Osik proudly announced, he loves this, doesn't he? He loves announcing his latest Socceroo squad this week. Absolutely. I love watching his press conferences. Of course, the Socceroos are playing Egypt in Cairo next Thursday. And uh, there was a question about why didn't he pick Tommy Orr. Yeah. Now, the, uh, <laughs> the quote that he came out with, I'm going to quote verbatim, it's like a process, a process of maturing. You should only pick an apple from a tree when it is ripe. When it's still green, it doesn't taste. It doesn't hurt anybody. The apple gets rotten and you spoil your stomach. Apparently, <laughs> he used the same speech on his son before the prom night. Before, you know. Well, my dad's rang me and said, finally, they've uh, appointed a coach for the Socceroos that I fully understand. We're well connected with the analogies. He loves the old uh, educational analogies, uh, especially using fruit. We're My just dad loves that. I'm just looking forward. We're going to get the world according to Holger every time he does a press conference, and I'm really looking forward to. But, uh, of course, he didn't choose Tommy Ori, saying that, you know, he's leading the pace, but uh, I'm not going to pick him just to, uh, you know, just to pick him. The guy needs to really work hard. He picked a Granny Smith. <laughs> he certainly did. In Sasha Ognanovsky. Yeah. Taking uh, time to ripen. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, the 195 centimetre man, you know, he's uh, just captained uh, uh, an Asian Champions League winning mm. team in Seongnam Ilhua when they defeated Zobahan 3-1 in Tokyo. I'm really happy. He's going to scare the life out of the Egyptians. It's all very well to pick someone for intimidation. I'm just wondering how he's going to intimidate the forwards at the next World Cup from his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about just getting the wins at the Asian Cup. We were pretty disappointing back in 2006. Pablo, but I'm sure that uh, Holger just wants to get a, a just a bit of a tick in the box so he can uh, actually extend his contract all the way to 2014. Talking about ripen though, mm. where's Harry Kuehl uh, coming to it? His groins are well and truly ripened, I think, and actually not only ripened, but I think pureed. Yeah, he's <laughs> a bit of a golden delicious, really, isn't he, uh, Carlos <laughs> Harry Kuehl? No, no, I, I'm not sure how his groins are going. I think it's... Uh Nearly all over for young Harry. Stewed, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the Socceroos play Egypt. We'll be reporting on that next week on the show. Uh, thanks very much there, Pablo. Thanks very much, Vinny Venezuela. Rodrigo Rodriguez. I'm Carlos Alberto. Remember, for your dose of world football every week, tune in to the 4 Diego's right here. If you want to get in contact with the Diego's, drop us a line at diegos at 4diegos.com. That's F-O-U-R-D-I-E-G-O-S dot com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash 4 Diego's. And you can check out our podcasts at 4 Diego's.com. So remember, Vinny, wherever Puerto Rican girls hang out, we'll be there. Wherever you samba, rumba, and la bamba, we'll be there. Wherever the girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet, we'll be there. Wherever Gringos play football, we'll be there. We're the Diego's. Arriba! Triple M.